Hi guys, welcome to the Second Wife Life podcast. This is Melissa. And I'm Shay. And we are college best friends who are living 3,000 miles away, but we share a very similar story. So join us in our journey as first-time wives, automatic mamas, and navigating through this beautiful life. Welcome back to the Second Wife Life podcast. I hope you guys enjoyed last week's episode with our awesome friend, Vanessa. And this week, Vanessa is back with the part two. You are going down the road of surrogacy. Yes. And you've also started your own blog about it. So I did. People can follow it. <laughs> Um, share your blog and share your journey. So it's, um, it's so cheesy. It's tongue in cheek for sure. It's one womb apartment. Um, and, um, so the surrogacy thing started over a year ago. Um, a very good friend, her husband is involved in this business. Um, and it kind of started as a joke and she said, Hey, you want to have a baby for my husband? Like, ha ha ha. And we were like, wait, what? <laughs> I was like, and I was like, yeah, it was like, wait, what? And we laughed and laughed and then I blew it off. And then I thought about it. Um, and this was when I was still working all the jobs and single parenting. And um, I had kind of thought about it previously when I was married and my ex-husband always kind of shot the idea down. Like, I'm not he wasn't really on board with it. Um, and you can't go through with that kind of journey without your partner being on board because they have to be fully involved in the entire situation. Um, and so I remember watching my kids playing one day and I write about this on the, on my blog too, about seeing them playing together and they're just being nice to each other, which anybody who's a parent knows that that's not always the situation. And I thought like, what if I didn't have these kids? What if I couldn't have these kids? What if my only option, like I had exhausted all other paths and this was my only choice. My only option was to basically hire somebody to grow my child. And I was like, I could literally make a family. Like I could do this for somebody. I, I'm pretty good at being pregnant and, you know, I, it's just a gift that I could give. And so I started the process in January of 2020, um, and went through all the background stuff and there's a lot of paperwork involved. Um, and then COVID happened. So everything kind of got put on pause until the summer, um, started dating. That was a fun conversation <laughs> to have, Again, uh, talk about tough conversations. Yeah, tough, conver- tough, tough conversations, things that you don't normally say to people you just started dating. Hey, by the way, I'm having somebody else's baby. <laughs> Hope you're <laughs> on board. Um, and, uh, you know, went through it all and got matched with an amazing couple who I absolutely adore. And um, yeah, so finally got to basically the beginning or the end of the beginning Um in January, just a few weeks ago, signed off all of the contracts and legal documents. So I will be getting pregnant with, um, just a wonderful couple's baby in like about a month. Yeah. 
It's weird to think, huh? I know. It is super weird to think like, you know, you think of pregnancy like, oh, hey, we're trying to have a baby or, oh, hey, by the way, I guess what? Surprise, we're having a baby. And this one, it's like, we're having a baby and it will be implanted on this day. <laughs> like, that's the end. Like, and you know exactly when it's going to happen. And it's, it, it's very, very planned. This is probably the safest, strictest pregnancy you could imagine. Like yeah. everything has been tested and- um, you know, gone over with a literal microscope to make sure that it's safe. And um, I mean, there's not a lot of words. I'm just super excited about the whole thing. It's so exciting. And I mean, there's so many pieces to it, mm -hmm. you know, um, that like, I know I'm super interested to hear about your journey. So I can only imagine like how many people out there are interested in it also, because yeah. it isn't something that's talked about often, just kind no. of like being a bonus parent, going through a divorce. Like these are things that people just keep hidden and they don't talk about and right. they should be normalized. They should be totally Absolutely. Normal. How many people are divorced in this country? 50%? Like, mm -hmm. come on. More now. And <laughs> Hey, COVID. COVID babies. But, it, but it's true though. And you hear about like surrogacy, like it, it's something you hear about sure. and it is talked about, but not on the surrogate side. It's always talked about on the parent side mm -hmm. that's getting it. Like mm -hmm. my aunt works in IVF and I've heard crazy stories, but again, you always hear the people going through IVF and then the parents that are doing IVF, but you never hear the surrogate side and the surrogate's journey. And so that's yeah. what I'm excited for you and to share your side of it. And to also for our listeners to follow you too, because it's so interesting yeah. and it's so exciting. And you're doing such a good thing for people who can't have that. Like I can't imagine going through that, you know? And so to have someone like you to be, Hey, I'll do it for you. It's yeah. gotta be such a blessing. I mean, it's definitely, there's a lot of misconceptions, I feel like, too, which if you read my blog or we'll talk about this again, like there's a lot, a lot that people will assume um, that's just not true about surrogacy or IVF or, you know, any, any quote unquote non-traditional way to have a family um, besides like a mom and a dad and making right. a baby a natural way. Um and so I answer a lot of those questions and I just feel like, yeah, there's no, when I started this journey, there wasn't, there's some blogs out there. There's, you know, the Facebook groups and the Instagrams and whatever, but it's not like Melissa said, it's not widely talked about and it. It's not a taboo subject. Like the science behind it has come such a long way. And I find it wildly interesting and, you know, it's just another way to make a family. Like there's no right way to make a family, whether it's you have biological children, you get married and you marry somebody with mm -hmm. children, you adopt your kids, you have a surrogate. There is no it, quote unquote traditional way anymore. Yeah, no, absolutely not. And I, like you said, like, there's just not a, like, I don't know personally, I don't know a single person who has done this before. Mm -hmm. So, um, you know, going through the journey, it's like, I had to make this whole new group of surrogate friends and a lot of them are on online because this is, you know, life, uh, the days. We <laughs> it, yeah, exactly. It's just, <laughs> it's just how it is. Um, and, and just get like getting their advice or support. Um, but it's definitely, I, I've learned a lot, a lot, a lot. 
a lot about everything. So, but being a surrogate too, I think also goes back to kind of what we were talking about earlier with like being a bonus parent. Like you kind of have to decide like early on, is this something you want to do? You know, mm-hmm. like, especially be a surrogate. Cause you're signing the legal papers yeah. for it. So you're like in it or not, but it's, it really comes down to like who you are as a person. And if you can handle this. Yes. Absolutely. And that's actually part of the entire process. You know, it's not just you decide, Hey, I want to have someone else's baby. And then you get knocked up with somebody else's baby. Yeah. Uh, a crude way of saying it. Um, there's a lot of background testing, not only uh, medically and physically, but there's a lot of psychological background testing as well. And I don't feel like um, people really realize that how much psychological testing goes into it on the, are you prepared to do this for someone else? And it's the same thing as like being a, you know, a bonus parents, like, are you really, really emotionally and mentally prepared to take this job on. Mm-hmm. Cause that's kind of what it comes down to. I mean, being a parent is a job, whether you birth the kid or not, you know? And so are you really ready to do that? So there's like a big community, obviously of like surrogacy thing. I feel like we're doing this all backwards. Like we said, um, and I have yet to come across somebody who has done this only once. once? Oh, wow. It is really? like a huge, and it's not, it's not just like, a, I'm obviously you get financially compensated for it. So it's not just a money thing, but I feel like people who do this are really big hearted people. Yeah. Well, they're, yeah. And they're really into it. So like, I want to do this more than once. And I was like going into it. I never thought, man, I want to do this like a whole bunch of times. It was like, I want to do this one time, but now I'm thinking like, shoot, what if it's a good experience and I'm like, oh, I kind of want to do this again. And he was like, wait, what? (laughs) (laughs) And I was like, well, what do we get talking about that in like a couple of years? Let's get through the first one. Yeah. I was like, well, I'll age out in a couple of years. So it won't even be an option anymore. (laughs) Is there a specific age where they cut you off from? Yeah. And depending on agency, um, like legality wise is different than agency. So the agency that I'm with cuts you off at 39. Like that, that's it. Um, and the percentage of like the acceptance rate is less than 1%. Like this isn't like something that, oh, I'm going to do this. And then you just go and do it. Like, oh yeah, no, this is a year. This is a year long I've been doing, I did all the background stuff for felt like the last three years. I mean, it's a lot of work. And so whenever someone brings up the financial side of it, which I feel like is a really big deal for a lot of people, um, or they're curious about it. I'm like, no, you don't get, you get no money until you are so far into the process that there's not really any turning back. Like you have to do so much work on your own. But even signing the legal contracts though, like doesn't that pretty much tie you in? Like you can't back out anyways? No, I can still back out. Oh, really? Yeah. Um, until there is a transfer, mm. they can back out and I can back out. Oh, okay. Um, that, that's helpful, I guess. If you do, because transfer meaning essentially like 
you getting pregnant, right? Yes, the embryo so, transfer. Yeah. So let's say you do the embryo, embryo transfer and it doesn't take mm-hmm. at that point, can they back out or you back out still? Or at that point, are you like pretty in? So it depends on your contract. Um, and you can have it written and you can, because you both will have lawyers. So like the intended parents and the, um, it's called the gestational carrier, the surrogate. So you have your own lawyers and you're basically making your own contract. So they come up with what they want and you come up with what you want. You both have separate lawyers. You have your consultation separately. Um, and then, you know, you come together and, and kind of have to make agreements on certain things. So mine is, um, I agreed to up to three transfers in 12 months. And after that, then the contract expires. Um, but that's what I'm willing to go up to, but you can have it written into your legal contract that you're only willing to do one transfer or Or two, two but the other, the other issue on the other hand is most agencies won't take you on as a client. If you're only willing to do one, because the chance of a transfer working isn't, yeah, exactly. It's not, I mean, it's, And that's the other thing too, is that like, that's why surrogacy is so hard to get into is into It's like college. Um, It's hard to get into is because they're not taking just anybody. You have to, you know, you can't have, you know, there's miscarriage. They take into account. They take into like terminated pregnancies. They take into account how long you were able to carry your own children. You know, there's a lot of other variables in the situation. So, um, yeah, so mine is three transfers in 12 months, but at any time it can be, it can be terminated as long as I'm not actively trying to get pregnant or currently carrying their child. She also signed a thing that she can't have sex during the transfer process. <laughs> Which, oh, like I that- am celibate. It's true. It's that not means- a great time. <laughs> but also because like, otherwise like what if she got pregnant with yeah. her own child and right for the, sure and then they think it's their baby well, and then like that uh, would be so nice so there's yeah. a lot of testing before so like that situation is much less likely than um like you go to the reproductive endocrinologist which is your ivf doctor and that's hired that doctor is hired by the intended parents um so you're basically at their will when you go through an agency. So thankfully my intended parents live out of the area where I live and where the doctor lives. The doctor is about 45 minutes. So in Southern California, so I can travel there very easily, but say I lived out of state and had to travel, like that would all have to be paid for. And the doctor, you know, there's a whole lot of other complications. So interesting to me because like the thought of like ever being pregnant is terrifying to me like and just to hear like the different things that go into it because I've always joked like yeah I'll I mean if you got an extra like you know $150,000 lying around like go for it but like it's expensive it's super expensive I know it's but it's it's on average like and this is just countrywide and and that's the other thing too is that surrogates get paid based generally on location so like in the 
in the LA area, there's so many IVF clinics and so many people looking for that, that surrogates get paid more than say in like the Midwest, obviously it's just kind of how it works. Totally. Oh, it's going to be so exciting. (laughs) I'm sure we got to, we'll have Vanessa on to update us on her surrogacy journey. So stay tuned to hear her and follow her journey on her one womb apartment blog. Yeah. All right. Well, that was a super fun episode. So thank you guys listening and thank you, Vanessa, for coming on. I'm excited to, to talk to you so much more about your surrogacy. Oh yeah. I'll definitely be back. (laughs) Stay tuned. Yeah. (laughs) All right. Bye, everyone. Bye. Bye.